You're listening to Eye on the Ball with Steve Rivera. This podcast is a Bustos Media production on The Voice. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Eye on the Ball. I'm Steve Rivera alongside co-host Jay Gonzalez, and you're listening to 1030 The Voice. Jay, we've had a lot of things going on in the last 24 to 30 hours. Has anything surprised you to this point over the last 30 hours? Uh, no, I guess I, guess I have to say no. Um, well, you're in the same boat as Sean Miller. Right. Right, he exactly. He just came out with a statement. Came out with a statement that he wasn't surprised that uh, that the basketball season basically got cut in half. Right, is, is what we're saying, right? Right. That all, all you know, all the games pre-January have been have been uh, none of those cupcakes. None schedule. of those cupcakes. Well, yeah, but there's also Gonzaga in there and a couple others. So, but you know, with a team that he's got, you, you know, I think you're gonna you you were wanting to play you those times. Yeah, you need time. You know, he's got this team's got to get put together, and he, you know that it was going to be valuable time for him. So what he said, he was not surprised by the move, but are you surprised what he said? No, here's why. Because I think uh, I, I think the U of A has done a, a really good job of communicating with each other. Uh-huh. You know, they're 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 communicating with us from the standpoint of, you know, things that are going on to to get you know kids back to school. And you know, Dave Heakey's been on our show a couple of times. President Robbins came on yesterday. I think they're kind of keeping people in the loop. Then when you hear that the USC athletic director, not right. just a coach, the athletic director said he was surprised by the decision to not to cut out the pre-January basketball games. You kind of wonder, you know, right. what's going on in different places. Right. But, you know, uh, you know, I, I I think they would have had to let Sean know that this was, you know, that this was happening. Sure, sure. I think that we've, we've talked about it two or three times on the show. Well, what we, else could have happened? We thought it was going to happen, sure, right? Sure, of course. Right. Yeah. You know, we had talked to a number of people who said it, it doesn't look like basketball is going to be played until January. So right. if the USC AD was surprised, then I got to wonder, where he's been right right or he just you know needed to say that i mean he's a new guy and stuff like that but you still you know you still gotta have an idea what's going on over there you know is there is there not communication going on with with your president or 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 what's what's the deal sure or the basketball coach because apparently the basketball coach knew so you know i I don't know i i just think it's been yeah this whole thing you know you're just finding out a lot of sure. stuff about a lot of people and about a lot of programs and how they work right and and it's it's really been you know it's kind of like the blanket's been thrown back off everybody, and it's kind of like, okay, we're 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 getting to. And the wizard is not the, what the wizard <laughs> yeah, looks like. Yeah, that's a good that's a that's a good analogy. We're 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 getting to look behind the behind the, cur- the curtain. Cur- and the wizard is <laughs> overweight and out of shape. Hey, so let me say, you've been in the business a while. I've been in the business longer than I like to say, but there's always more to the story. Right, you know there is. Some of it doesn't from your notebook to the paper doesn't get published. Right, uh, some things that we say or don't say purposely right. uh, is not said you think there's more to the story with all this how does the west cancel and the east not cancel i think this is about to tell us a lot about people's priorities and and i I said this uh yesterday not to be hoity-toity about it you know about the schools out here uppity Uh, and in uppity but you know uh, and the point was made in one of john wilner's columns the big 10 and the pac-12 have the best academics 
of all the Power Five conferences as a whole, mm-hmm. and that that and you judge that by membership in this uh, I think it's called the American Association of Universities or something, which is a very prestigious uh, organization that sort of you know rates the the schools. You have to have certain levels of of research and education mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and all those things, all these pieces that that determine what's a good school. Thirteen of the fourteen Big Ten schools are in it. Nine of the twelve Pac-12 schools are are in it. Four, five ACC schools, four uh, Big Twelve schools, and three SEC schools are a member of this organization. What tell what that tells me is, and with all due respect to anybody from any of those leagues, <laughs> is that there are smarter people at Big Ten and the Pac-12. And I'm just going to say that. And you know, when 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 I say that, you know. The, the University of Arizona president is also a heart surgeon. You've got a school like Stanford that none of the other leagues can match mm-hmm. from, in terms of academics. I'm, I'm, I'm going to hang with the guys who I think are a little smart. Sure, sure. If you want to call in and disagree, 790-2040. I know one guy out there, a former <laughs> boss of mine, who's ready to punch me in the face over that statement because he's from Alabama. And, 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 he, and I, I think he pretty strongly believes that they should be playing football. Yeah. But um, again, as I said to a, a Twitter follower last night, I'm going to listen to the heart surgeon. Sure, sure. If you're going to go to a guy who knows the ponies, you're going to bet with the guy with the Pony's nose. Right, right. And, and I'm going with the heart surgeon. We had him on our show yesterday, uh, Dr. Robbins. Uh, the podcast is up on our website. And I made some the, news today, the, which right, is good. By the time we got to the end of that, I completely understood sure. why they did what they did. You, and I'll tease you. Well, I'll tease you when Dave Hickey comes on. But yeah, yeah, you, you, you were disappointed. I mean, come on. You're a big fan. You want to see football. You love football, tailgating specifically, right. uh, the, the fanfare and all that. This, um, this feels awful. Yeah. This yeah. Yeah. Off this, I was I was trying to I was trying to figure out what it feels like, and today feels like the day after a loss to Arizona State in football. Really, that's how bad it feels. Wow, and I'm oh. and I'm telling you that I, I, I it's hard for me to explain how that is around my house. Yeah, but I'm just telling you that's a bad bad feeling. Mopey, mopey. That, and and for those of you who have been huge basketball fans, a loss to ASU in football feels worse than any NCAA tournament basketball tournament loss. To yeah. Yeah, yeah. In fact, I was with my mom today. Uh, she says to me, so what are you going to do? No sports. I'm thinking, enjoy my life. <laughs> it's the first time since I've moved here 33 years ago that I won't have anything to do in the fall. I know, but I want something to do. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I might go Look, see take I, a hike or something. I picked up this gig back on May first, thinking we were going to be having lots of fun by now, Steve. <laughs> we are having fun. You know, what'd you What'd you get me into over the, here? The fun, Come on. The funny thing is, we we kind of don't talk about sports, which is fine because we have great guests like the one we're yeah. going to have now. Very informative. We're going to talk about the future, obviously, of what's going to happen because they have a lot of stuff to do, right. a lot of work to do. And don't get me wrong, Steve, I'm having fun with you. This is <laughs> This is fun. I look forward to coming in here every day. But it sure would be nice if we were just a few weeks away from talking about, you know, a college the football next season. game. The next game, right, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Right. Would you mean to tell the bubble that the NBA is not good enough for you? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm 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 going to try real hard not to give you know Dave a hard time because I know they, I believe they made the right decision. But you know, I want to find out from Dave Hickey what now. 
you know, yeah, yeah, that's. I think well, that's the next question. What now for athletics? Uh, sure. You know, there's a there's. A, I mean, we we got we got the lowdown yesterday on how they made this decision, why and what went into it. From Dave, I want to know. Okay, Dave, you know what's it look like for you know? I'm Joe fan over here. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm season football season ticket holder. I go to all the basketball games. I love going to High Corbett for for baseball. When I can get into a softball game, I go to a softball game. What now for everybody? You know he's getting it from both sides or all sides, fans, right? Uh, students, players, athletes. Players, right. Just so many ways. These guys are not the most popular people right now. Well, and but you know, I, I think you, you have to you, you you have to be confident in the decision you made. No question. You know, the, no question. the decision's been made. I know there's a lot of a lot of people, a lot of national people saying you know, Pac-12 and the Big Ten screwed this up because these other schools are going to play. Well, let's see if they're saying that a month into the Correct. season and there's all these outbreaks of COVID on some of these teams. I know a lot of Facebook uh, relationships are great in the first week. They're not They're not there at the end <laughs> well, of the month, I'll, maybe. I'll be interested to see. I mean, I'll, and I'll watch their football. If those, if those conferences are playing, I'm watching. Let's take a break before Tom yells at me about relationships on Facebook. <laughs> Here on 1030 The Voice. Where you bank really does matter. Hughes Federal Credit Union is proud to be recognized by Forbes as one of Arizona's best credit unions three years in a row. This national recognition highlights our commitment to high-quality products and services, our customer service, digital services, and financial advice. At Hughes Federal Credit Union, we offer low rates on loans, lower fees, and many free services. Make the switch. Join Hughes today. Visit HughesFCU.org best. Certain restrictions apply insured by NCUA. For 70 years, Benjamin Supply has been keeping Tucson flowing. Hygiene is our business. We help you achieve extreme clean. Minimize germ spreading with a hands-free sensor faucet. Forget the paper panic with a washlet seat. And speaking of waterworks, a big thanks to plumbers for their essential efforts during this health crisis. Shop our downtown showroom by appointment. Call us at 777-7000 or see all the products online at BenjaminSupply.com. Thanks to Benjamin Plumbing Supply. Camille Rivas Rutherford with Coldwell Banker Realty has been one of the top producing real estate agents in Tucson, Oro Valley, Marana, and Vail for more than 20 years. Let her help you find your dream home in Southern Arizona. Her passion and enthusiasm for real estate has helped her become one of the most respected and trusted realtors in the area. And she was recently named a recipient of Coldwell Banker's 2019 International President Circle Award. Camille's approach to sales and marketing and selling or buying a home is second to none. Give her a call at 520-250-5192. Hey, welcome back to Eye on the Ball here on 1030 The Voice. I'm Steve Rivera alongside co-host Jay Gonzalez. And we're waiting for Dave Hickey in uh, September. Are we waiting for September? We're waiting for January. Oh, now. man. Yeah, you know. September's not going to be as much fun as we thought it <laughs> right, was going right, to be, right. is it? No one will be more affected than Dave Hickey, who's on the line now, the AD at U of A. Dave, thanks for joining us. Hey, guys. Good to be with you tonight. What What in the world? You, yesterday, yesterday must have been crazy, but we want to kind of know what's next on the agenda now that you got that out of the way, at least for the next four months. What's next? <laughs> hey, we, we, uh, we take it a day at a time. You know, we just keep, <laughs> uh, keep moving ahead. It's, uh, it, 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 2020 has been an interesting year, that's for sure. I think we're all going to look forward to putting this one uh, in, the, in the archives and starting to move forward. So, but, uh, but I think, you know, the, the vote yesterday and our direction as a conference gives us something to look forward to and to begin to plan around and uh, to begin to work towards. There's just, you know, there are just so many moving parts. I'm sure we'll talk about that, uh, different things, uh, national perspectives, all of that that's going on. But, uh, 
but you know we've um, we, we know where we stand now, and we're gonna we're gonna build an outstanding environment for our student athletes and get them ready for for the spring. I think uh, gives us a good chance to pause and and really learn some more things and be prepared. So when we do turn into uh, next year that we're ready to go. Wait, Dave, was there, I mean, once the decision was made, you said, okay, it's done. Was there any level of relief that you kind of have a better sense of the picture, you know, in, in front of you? Uh, and you know how those things are. I mean, sometimes you, you know bad things coming when it finally happens and it's done. Okay, now let's move on to the next thing. I mean, was there any of that with you? Well, I think it's... Um it probably, I guess, I, it was an instant relief for me. I think, yes, you have to move on. You have to accept things and begin to move on. It, it, for me, it's just a, you know, to, to have gone through some of this uh, in the spring with our student-athletes, the uncertainty when we had to shut down in March, um, you know, take away their season, don't have answers for them right away when they want to know about their eligibility, when are we going to play, can I play for a championship. I mean, I, it, you know, for me, it was gut-wrenching. I, I, I um, you can see the train coming a little bit, but you can't really do anything. And you know it's um, it's going to hurt when it when it gets there, and it did, and it still hurts for me because I just feel really bad for our student athletes right. and, and our coaches that work so hard, and and our staff. Quite frankly, you know we've been working at this thing for five months to get ready to go, and um, and then it's you know more delay. So that that was hard, but. I will say well, that's what we have, and we're ready for it. I think it gives us a, some some opportunity to get some air and uh, and be ready and and move forward. You have more than 500 uh, student athletes. I think you can correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, how are they told the news if they hadn't already known? I guess do you get them all? How, well, how does that work? Yeah, you know what we've done is we've gone uh, individually, team by team, and talked to them on a Zoom. I've been on those, um, just trying to share uh, what the decision was, how it came about, what the factors were, why we did it, and then what our commitment is to them as they come back. Because we're full go. We are moving forward. We're bringing our student athletes back. We have, you know, reentry plans for every team. Uh, today we were giving physicals to our volleyball team and our our uh, soccer team. Our football players were still here and they're working out. You know, so we, we're still moving forward. And uh, other teams kind of through the next several days and weeks as we get, you know, into school, start to come back and report. And so, so it's, a, it's a move forward for us. It is definitely um, all systems go. And, uh, and with a preparation for January, um, and I don't like to call it spring, but really January to begin competitions and seasons. And, uh, boy, we're going to have a lot of events to see and do in, in, <laughs> in the uh, winter and spring, that's for sure. No sleep for Dave Hickey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to cook hot dogs, take tickets, um, everything. I'll yeah. tell you, the guy that I'm worried about is Brian Jeffries. He, he's the one that I'm worried about because I just found out he's way older than we thought. And now he's you know he's going to be doing some double duty and stuff like that. I'm a little worried about, Jeff, about Brian. <laughs> Well, well I'm, I'm glad we can laugh a little bit about it. It's tough, but you know, but you're right. Yes, there is some some clarity now and some opportunity to move forward, push forward, plan, begin to step this thing out. So, Dave, what were as you talked to the athletes? What, what were some of the questions that that they had? What were the primary questions that they had as they uh, as you were you know breaking this news to them? Yeah, you know, and, and most of them knew, obviously, because the vote had taken place and the, and the media and social media, they get this stuff so quickly now. But to really clarify it with them of how and why we did it 
And, and again, uh, I know you've talked to Dr. Robbins. You've heard this in the media through other uh, you know, outlets. First and foremost, it's about their health and safety, their well-being. We have to make those decisions. These are someone's sons and daughters and you know, grandsons, granddaughters. They, this is an important thing, and they've been, you know, those people have entrusted uh, those people's lives with us, and we've got to make the right decisions. Um, I'm fully supportive of that. Um, at the same time, you know, they were concerned. What does it mean for me? You know, when are we going to play? Um, can we train? Um, can I come back to campus? You know, can I, what are they going to be like when I go into the facility? Um, is my eligibility okay? What about scholarships? Um, you know, what happens if they shut down again? When are the championships going to be? You know, all of those kind of things. Um, you know, and then really they want to know about their safety. You know, tell me more about how you're ensuring that we're safe and what you have. And, and I'm really proud to say what we have at Arizona is, is very special. Our, our, our testing program, uh, we have led the country in this. You know, the environment for our student athletes is incredibly safe for what they are doing, the workouts the, that they're going through now. But the protocols we put in place and the testing is, is phenomenal. I think what, what, uh, what it's about really is taking that next step. And we're just not there to take high-intensity practice contact, high-intensity contact, game competition type of stuff, we're not there yet. And, uh, and that's really what this centers around. We can still lift weights. We can still condition. We can still be involved in some sport activity but not that real high-risk, high-contact stuff. You, We live in a time where you say yes, the people who want you to say no, argue. You say no, the people who say yes, who want to argue. This is a no-win situation. No matter what decision you guys would have made, I'm sure. Uh, are you probably getting it from all sides, and how is that for you guys? Well, sure. You know, anytime you make a, a, a real difficult decision, um, there's, there's people on both sides. And, uh, you know, I think we all know that uh, <clears throat> this pandemic has in many cases become politicized and um, lots of people have strong opinions uh, of what, what we should be doing or how we should be doing it. Um, I know we relied on science, um, good data. Um, Some people don't experts. believe in that. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. So you get a, a differing opinion. Yes, you know, yes. and that, that's what our country is about. Yeah, it, it's hard. But again, we go back to, and Dr. Robin and I go back it's our responsibility to make right, decisions that right. are in the best interest of these young men and women and their safety and health. So, Dave, let me let me ask you a couple of things. And I don't know if you, you guys have even gotten to this point since this decision was just made. But as it relates to both football and even basketball, because I think everybody's made the assumption that if basketball can't start until January, that it's going to be conference only. Is there a potential to have any non-conference schedule in, in, in either sport, you know, women's basketball as well, or any of the sports, to be able to, okay, since we're going to go in the spring, you know, will it seasons, can seasons be extended? Will March Madness be in April to allow more games and to try and recover some of this competition, well, the competition first for the athletes, but also some of the revenue that's being lost? Yeah, and I think those are all great uh, questions and points and, you know, things that we we're considering right now um, and have really, quite frankly, considered. You know, we, we didn't go totally blind in this, knowing that, hey, the spring offers some opportunities. Now we've got to figure out how to, how to layer all of those because it becomes busy, how to, how to develop championships um, that, that makes sense, you know, and um, I think it has got a little bit confused. We, we haven't said we've, we've – uh, altered schedules, so to speak, and said we're eliminating non-conference or we're only going to play shortened seasons. 
um, we haven't gotten to that point okay. yet. And um, uh, yeah, the, I think there's a, you know, we would like to play uh, a full basketball season or a season with non-conference games. We think that's really important um, for the game itself, but, you know, really for the Pac-12 and for Arizona basketball and the brand and the, you know, the national attention, those, those, those games with non-conference opponents and uh, cross-conference kind of opponents are, are really important. You know, key Power Five opponents are really important. Um, so we'll work on that, and, uh, and and that's that's you know to come. I think we can pause, and teams can focus on getting ready. How we schedule that out still is going to take some time to to work out. But uh, but the goal would be to have full seasons of, of some to some level, full seasons, and have championships. One of the big things that I've heard in the last couple of days is how in the world can universities have spring football in whatever capacity and then turn around and come back and play three months later to start a new season, three months, four months later, uh, thinking that their their main reason is health and safety and all that. What's the thinking behind that? Well, I think that's an excellent point. And and certainly as athletic directors, our coaches, we're all – um, you know, having conversations about that. Our medical teams have, have talked about that. Um, this really is a two-year or two-season you know, season issue now. So we're going to have to look very closely at how we uh, lay out the, a spring season for football. And believe me, we want to play that. It's our intention in the Pac-12 is to play that. We're going to play a spring football season. Um, and then give the pro- – you know, so then that means our summer, our traditional spring obviously is going to be different. Our summer training um, and workouts would need to be different. And then I think we'd need to look at the fall. Is it, is it feasible to start camp the first week of August or sometimes last week of July, or do we need to push that and maybe start the season, you know, a little bit later, right. uh, a week or two? So, um, you know, not going from what could potentially be February, January, February, whenever we would start, you, know, you go through a, I don't know, April, May, and then, uh, and then you know, you, 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 boy, you're looking right at June and July, and then boom, there you are in August. So you've got to give some downtime and some recovery time. I think it's doable. I do, uh, but we've got to be very cautious and do it the right way and how we could, how we schedule it. Uh, I don't know if we can have two 12 game um, models, right, right. In the spring and the fall. So we've got to be cognizant of that, and uh, and and everyone around the country is is you know having those kind of conversations. But we've got to do that for our other other sports as well. You know, here we have soccer, we have uh, volleyball, um, our, tr- our cross-country athletes, you know, same thing. They're going to roll right back and want to come back at the 1st of August. I don't know if that's reasonable, so we're going to have to look at that real closely. Real quick, Dave, are you able to stick around after the break? Yeah, for sure. Okay, for sure. one one quick question then. We've got about 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. Did you? When did you know that this was going to be the decision? I mean, how far ahead did everybody have a pretty good sense this is what it is? Well, I just I think, um, and we can talk a little bit more. I guess you know I think these things had have been changing so rapidly, almost day to day. You know, literally one week ago we were we were moving forward, doing all the things that we wanted to do, and and then it really started to trend. Um, and we really didn't know. I I don't think until the president's officially voted, but I might say twenty four hours before that. Now again, you could see that train out there coming. Right, right. We were Did, thinking, hey, maybe we can slide over and take the tracks over here, but we never got. <laughs> there. We'll take the break real quick. We're going to come back on the other side. Talk to more to Dave. Thanks. Okay. 
These days, most families are concerned with having the right insurance coverage. Protecting your family, home, auto, and other valuable possessions can be challenging and sometimes expensive. Crest Insurance gives you flexible options and solutions while saving you money. Insurance is not one size fits all, and at Crest, we find the coverage that's best for you and your family. Visit us online at www.crestins.com or call us toll free at 888-881-5765. Hi, I'm Ron Hess from the Window Depot. You know about our great prices and our biggest inventory on windows and doors. Well, now the Window Depot is the place for all your kitchen cabinets. And that's not all. Now you can get granite countertops at the Window Depot. That's right, we now stock a large variety of prefab granite countertops starting at $116 for a nine foot section. That's less than Formica. So come into the Window Depot today, cause now we have granite. Hey, welcome back to Eye on the Ball here on 1030 The Voice. I'm Steve Rivera alongside co-host Jay Gonzalez. And on the phone, we have UA Athletic Director Dave Hickey. Dave, so on March 12th, I think that was the day, it was surreal for me. I'm sure it was surreal for a lot of people. College basketball was about to end. No, the next day, I think it was no, no Pac-12 tournament, no NCAA tournament. That was just a huge moment. How does that compare to yesterday? Oh wow! Um, I, you know, it had a lot of similar feelings to it, uh, and and again, much like when we were at, in Las Vegas, we had completed our first round of the you know first game in the tournament. Um, it was cascading so quickly, you know, things were changing so quickly, and that's kind of how this felt, and and really how this came together. Things rapidly changed within less than a week's time, and uh, and and you know, so lots of similarities to it. Um, I think it it was disappointing because we you know we we, we thought we were going to come out of this yeah. you know we'd been in it for five months and so it was a, it was maybe another gut punch that probably hurt a little bit more um, because it it, it, it takes some, it does take some air out of you uh, but again we, we can't sit around and and and, and pout or, or feel sorry for ourselves uh, we got we got to keep moving on we, because we want to. Um, allow these young people to have a great experience here. So in that regard, Dave, what, let's talk about the fan experience because I'm one of them. <laughs> um, there, there's, a, there's a lot to do, obviously. So, you know, what's, you know, what, what's, what's the approach? What's the fir- what are the first things you got to do for fans? I saw you, you put a letter out yesterday and it basically said, mm-hmm. we're going to get back to you. But, you know, what's the yeah. order of business now for, you know, fans who have season ticket money and, you know, in their accounts, uh, fans who want to know how much basketball is there going to be all that kind of stuff how are you guys going about this and i'm sure it's a lot of stuff yeah it's a lot of stuff and i think what's most challenging for us and and disappointing is normally we're very uh you know um structured organized certain with what we're going to do and and we don't have all the answers but uh, but we wanted to one you know at least communicate the decision's been made and that we will we are working on those things we we've communicated to our ticket holders uh, you know several times about um their options and those still exist you know to to uh they can ultimately if they'd like uh you can roll it over to you know future ticket purchases make it a a a complete donation to the program and help us through this difficult time or if they need you know we we are honoring refunds but we've got some work to do to plan what the, the spring will look like what a basketball schedule will look like how many games what the capacities can be you know really refine that and then uh, be able to give um, give folks, you know, some some 
real concrete uh, information so then they can make those decisions. But we're always going to uh, do everything we can to allow our fans to make the decision that is right for them. We respect, uh, the, again, the uncertainty and the unknown. And maybe some people's decision to say, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sit it out this year. But uh, we haven't heard that a lot. I mean, most people, are, I think, are really craving the opportunity to come back. So we want to try to figure out how to make that happen. So we had Dr. Robbins on yesterday. You know that. Uh, he, he said something that I thought was pretty uh, interesting. I think Jay did, too, that he, uh, uh, that he was stayed out of this a little bit. He let you handle everything. And he is that right? Because he, he, he has the school to worry about, how to get these kids back. Tell, is that, I guess that's true. How, how was that? You were, you were deep into this. Well, yes. I mean, again, um, the, the president is certainly. I, I'm in constant, you know, communication with him and updating him on these issues. He, he's, um, but he's like that with all of the different units and areas on campus and the issues that we have going. You know, he has, uh, you know, so many of those, and he's in the midst of trying to keep the team working forward to, to opening school to get our students here. You know, to get our students back on campus and, and to get us going. So. Yeah, he he can't dedicate 24 hours to this a day, seven days a week, and that's my job. That's our job as the you know our leadership team and our administrators, and certainly the conference staff, our the ads around the the, the conference. Uh, so we try to work through those issues and then to try to provide guidance, counsel, um, thought to our presidents, um, recommendations that they can then debate and, and and ask questions about, and then ultimately they'll make the decision. Uh, with that, um, you know, Dr. Robbins is really a special president. He's he's very um, engaged, though, and, and understands the issues. And obviously, we all know he has a passion for the sports world. He understands it. He understands the X's and O's, for a, a, you know, full pun intended, I guess here right. of it. So he he can really. Uh, but yet at the same time, he's, he's putting that into the, the overall university package of where it needs to fit as well. But, um, but I think, again, I think we work well together and I think we, you know, it allows him to be inserted at the right moments and to be fully engaged and know what's going on, but not getting bogged down on issues when he needs to you know, be very attentive to other things that are important for this university. Okay, so now it's, it's, on, it's only been a little over 24 hours since you guys have made this decision. It's so like a couple of weeks. It, it, uh, it, it does, it does. And I, I told Steve, I said, today, today feels like the day after a loss to ASU in football. I mean, that's how bad it feels. It's just like an awful feeling. But, you know, you've had 24 hours and, and only, but now, you know, you now you got to start planning for post-January, let, let's call it. What, what kind of a timeline are you on in terms of figuring out, you know, for instance, if basketball is going to start right at the beginning of January, you know, when, when did the students, when did the student athletes, when can they start practicing, when they can be around each other, the other sports, is that timeline just now starting to be figured out or have you guys already had that in place? Well, we've, we've somewhat have it in place. Obviously we were planning for these uh, student athletes to return to campus. So we're moving forward on that. Um, all the student athletes can in one to one level or another can be involved in uh, athletic activities. It might be just voluntary. It might be uh, eight hours a week workouts and conditioning, you know, they're all in different stages. And so we follow what currently is in place so that, so that our athletes can be in the in the building and, and begin to to train and work out. But though you know we have as we've done through this entirety, we have work groups uh, really assigned with experts, administrators, coaches, some uh, some retired folks that you know kind of are involved that can give guidance 
just people around each sport and uh, around each activity, whether that's, you know, how do we re-engage the fans and bring that side to it. But yet, okay, we have a basketball work group with our coaches on it, strong administration, um, ADs, so that we can, you know, continue to plan forward. That has been in motion since, basically, since we shut down. So now it's a quick pivot. Okay, we've decided on January. How does that work? What are the priorities? And so we're doing that with all of our sports, with volleyball, with, uh, we, you know, with soccer, with cross country, with football. Those groups are really active again and, and working on now these new contingency plans so that we can be ready for the winter, spring, uh, new seasons as we go forward. So a lot of work, but I, we're not starting from a blank, a blank script here. Um, you know, our basketball work group had talked about what if. And we all talk about what if. And I think I've mentioned here once before, you know, we've had the spring thing out there. It wasn't like now we got to go, oh, right. can we do spring? No, we, we knew that. Now, it was a, we didn't want to get to we that. We didn't want to do it. Kind of resort. <laughs> yeah. But we knew we had to be ready and have to be able to pivot and now begin to plan for that. Uh, with all due respect to football, uh, a lot of people love basketball here. You know that. Do you have a lot of uh, foreign kids coming in? Uh, are they all going to be here? All going to be here in time to start school? Yeah, that's our that's the uh, the thought right now um, that they'll all be here, and certainly for the basketball group, um, they're coming in. We've got several that are here in town, and um, and you know the rest will be here by the time school starts. That's uh, that's how we interpret it, and we hope that everything stays right on track. So. And they start practice. I mean, really, right now, people want to know yeah, when will they start practice. Yeah, and let's you know again. I know this is sometimes a little complex or a little strange for people to to follow along. You know, practice. When we talk about practice, official practice. You know, that's when we're into the twenty hours a week, right. real practice, full team, coaches coaching, players playing. You know, doing that. But that won't start. There's, you, know, you only have so many days before your first game. That's kind of how this works. The calendar works back from your first right. game. Mm-hmm. You know, you get 40 days of practice, so you've got to lay that out. That's real practice. Then before that, you have uh, opportunities for conditioning and, and, and you know, uh, weightlifting, weight training, uh, some walkthroughs, some small groups. You can have four at a time. If you can be in the gym and shoot and do that. Same with football, same things. So you work through those series. And that's what we're laying out right now based on when a new season could start, how we work back from there. And then uh, shortly here, and we need to do that in the next uh, couple weeks, Mm -hmm. have a a calendar for all of these sports. Yeah, I think we can do that math. We'll figure it out. Yeah, no, we can get that done. And I think our coaches, we already have an idea. Question of the day. Question of the day. Is your your crack stat crew for basketball going to be used or are we out? Because you guys, because we're going to be so careful as to not keep old guys like myself and Tom (laughs) Duddleston off the scores table. (laughs) Come on, you guys are young guys. um, Tom's really old. We're operationally, you know, we're looking at all of that. And obviously we'd have to do it in a, in a way that, uh, you know, we don't even know uh, from a fan perspective, but we can look, we're looking at the NBA models, looking at a lot of different things on how we can put that together and run a game at least uh, with the right kind of social or physical distancing. Um, You know, we don't want to have to put all of uh, those folks off in a room somewhere and watch it on TV and run the stack crew that way. We don't want to do that. Um, but I think we can manage it. I think you, the crew w- might still sit courtside. All right, I, I've got a thirty-year streak, Dave. I've got a thirty-year streak going. I can't, I can't, I, I can't well, let that go. 
Last time we talked about you, you needed the hot dogs. Or <laughs> no, t- and tickets. We have that he, he, be- he begs for hot dogs, tickets. I now just, I just 30. said, don't mess up the nachos. I love the nachos at the Nacho, stadium. That's right. <laughs> Dave, thanks a bunch for joining us. We always love having you. It was great having well, you, guys, Dave. Th- thanks for having me, and we'll uh, we'll get through this. I look forward to talking to you again and giving you updates. Appreciate it. You were in a lot better mood than I expected you to be, so thanks a whole bunch. <laughs> thanks, Dave. Hey, we don't have a lot of options. We're going to get through this thing. <laughs> Appreciate it. That All was right. Dave Heakey from the U of A Athletic Department, the AD, in fact. Let's take a quick break here on 1030 The Voice. There's a place in our house. For 70 years, Benjamin Supply has been keeping Tucson flowing. Hygiene is our business. We help you achieve extreme clean. Minimize germ spreading with a hands-free sensor faucet. Forget the paper panic with a washlet seat. And speaking of waterworks, a big thanks to plumbers for their essential efforts during this health crisis. Shop our downtown showroom by appointment. Call us at 777-7000 or see all the products online at BenjaminSupply.com. Thanks to Benjamin Plumbing Supply. With the reopening of the economy, it's back to business for Tucson, and there's never been a better time to advertise. You've probably been considering it for a while, but there's a lot of questions. At 1030 The Voice, we can help you every step of the way, from creating an effective and affordable advertising schedule, to crafting your message, to creating the perfect commercial. With our Addy Award-winning production department, call General Manager Patty Ruiz at 791-7208 and let 1030 The Voice get to work for you. Hey, welcome back to Wine the Ball here on 1030 The Voice. I'm Steve Rivera alongside co-host Jay Gonzalez. And now on the phone, we have Kerry Cecil. How are you, Kerry? We really appreciate you coming on the show. Yeah. Well, like, it's a little weird. I don't usually sound like Lauren Hutton, but it's been a busy 48 hours. We were going to say, you must have been crazy busy given what you do, uh, and you will, you can explain what you do, because uh, you're kind of like bouncing all over the world via Zoom, probably. Yeah, I, everybody's Zooming their lives away, <laughs> not just me. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I do very... Um, high-level, high-stakes crisis communications and litigation communications for um, a a lot of different entities from Sony to Comcast to um, the NCAA to conferences and commissioners and head coaches and all kinds of folks. So it's been a a busy time for me on on the athletic side of our business, particularly in the college athletic space and uh, multiple variables that have been up in the air due to um, the pandemic, public health crisis. Hi, Carrie. This is Jay. How are you? Oh, hi, Jay. It's been a while. I missed you at the Sugar Skulls. Uh, I, well, I, ho- I hope the Sugar Skulls miss me, too. So, 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 <laughs> so let me ask you, you know, um, there's, I mean, so much going on and, 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 you know, the dealing with the media and the communication a- angle of all of this as it relates to conferences and schools and the NCAA and coaches. But, you know, what has been your, your overall take in terms of how they're all handling this you know you've got such a division of opinions of what's going on but uh, you know what's 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 your opinion about you know the way things have been coming out I guess is the best way to put it you know mine is not to question mine is to execute okay (laughs) I try not to have a whole lot of opinions I like to say that I'm um pandemic um, agno- uh, plan ab- agnostic. <laughs> so, you know, everybody is, it, I feel like it's a reflection of our country, um, you know, whether it's uh, the protocols um, 
are, you know, divided based on what people right. believe to be true. So, but, you know, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, but when you see something like, for instance, like, I'll just use an example. And look, I'm a you know longtime media PR guy as well. The Pac-12, you know, they did their news conference. One of the big points they made in their news conference was this was a unanimous decision. Well, it obviously wasn't unanimous in the Big Ten because as soon as it came out, Nebraska started looking for a place to to play. So, you know, I mean, is, is there an opportunity to to work with groups like that to advise them on how to deal with that stuff? And you know, when you have a Nebraska that you know, goes off the, you know, off the plan. I mean, how do you, how do you, how do you help them with that? Who am I helping? Let's say the big 10, because they had, okay. a school just, let's say the big 10, because they had, a, <laughs> Who's writing I, the okay, I'm guessing, I'm, yeah, I'm guessing the, well, if you're, if you're working for the big 10 and you've got a rogue school like Nebraska saying, well, we're going to go find somebody to play. I mean, what's your advice to those guys? Um, I mean, I would have, I'd take it a step back. So I think the, that um, Commissioner Warren, um, as, long, as well as Commissioner Scott, um, uh, with their institution presidents and the advice of experts, and it wasn't an easy decision. Um, the Big Ten announcement and their what would they would what we would categorize, um, you know, off the books is what I, I would think would be a preliminary polling of voting. Um, she, you know, showed a couple of different schools, I think Iowa and Nebraska, um, that were opposed to, to postponing the season. And um, and that leaked. And right. it leaked. And so for 24 to, to 48 hours, what we saw was um, the ability of a um, one-sided, really, depending on how you look at it, um, uninformed because they didn't have the information about why decisions were being made, mob on social media, um, you know, gang up on them. And um, I mean, I had many national journalists say to me, I don't, you know, I don't know how they do it. And um, and just, and, you know, is the PAC 12 going to follow and all those types of things. So um, helping them would have been maybe coming out swinging a little bit stronger um, from the get go about um, the health and safety rationale, um, the information, particularly in the, the big 10 about um, myocarditis and um, their experience with that. And I mean, let's, you know, not forget that the uh, Nebraska, not the Nebraska, the Northwestern football coach who was a Big Ten coach of the year in, in 2020, Randy Walker, died um, at 52 years old after having myocarditis um, for two years. So you have, you know, Maryland who lost a student athlete on their campus. So you have people that are, you know, really understand um, the, the, um, the health and safety uh, issues when it comes to student athletes and coaches and, and staff. So, you know, I think I would have come out swinging a little stronger and I would have come out earlier. I think, it, I think they just waited too long and, you know, and, and now it's, it's really, um, you know, you're seeing some schools get in line and it's not, you know, like when Mr. Delaney was there um, and uh, you know, where he may have been a little bit more aggressive with the schools like Nebraska um, and what they can and cannot do. And, if, you know, about playing outside the conference, it's all in the fine print, the devil's in the details, as they say. Um, but, you know, there's reasons, those contracts and those $50 million in TV money. So, 
We'll see. We'll see what happens. Right, right. Well, you have two of the big five out now, as of yesterday. Three others still out there trying to hold against hope. Um, yeah. You think there could be a five for five eventually? You know, I mean, I th- here's what I mean. I look at the, the reality is, you know, what is, um, you know, what's common and about uh, and easy, and and what is divided. Um, with the schools, why are, why are some schools opting in and one in some schools opting out? Right. So, I mean, I think the commonality between all of the Power Five conferences is the health and safety of their kids, mm-hmm. and I think they're all highly disappointed because they know, you know, ideally we all want to see football. I, there's no one, you know, everybody says there's right. no one who wants to see it more than me, but I trust me. Like I, I got a lot of skin in the game, so mm-hmm. um, and so I think that both the decision to play or not to play, or the likelihood of bringing um, you know, kids on to, to play is is catastrophic. It could have catastrophic results. I mean, take Texas, right? If they don't play, if the Big Twelve doesn't play, I mean, they're and I'm and I'm really bad at math, but I mean, I think their revenue for the athletic department is like somewhere around like twenty. Twenty million dollars, and I think about 150 of that comes from football. So if they don't play, that's 70 percent of the income that puts them at about mm, that's 137 million dollars in the hole. I mean, so you have schools like Utah, um, like Mark Harlan, who's amazing at saying you know they're going to take a hit from from football, like right. 60, 50, 50 million dollars. So. There's whether it's the fiscal sides, right, or the health and safety. Um, I think they're all, they all recognize that it's not a, a good deal, right? But I think the divide comes from like for the SEC, um, who you know it's haves and have nots. I mean, there's a lot of you know we're going to test two times a week during competition. We may have a third test and wrap results. Um, you know they can fly private. Um, you know, are they testing their airline pilots? What do they do when a kid gets a fever on the road of 104? Do they life, you know, life flight them home? You know, they have the ability to clean their facilities with like electrostatic backpacks and these fancy bipolarization technology that go in their, you know, HVAC unit. So um, there's, there's, it's the haves and the have nots. I mean, I talked to someone in the SEC today. Um, a, a coach who just said, you know, this is different. This is the SEC. <laughs> you know, they'll, they'll, they'll find the money to play. And, I mean, if you look at the NFL and you, you look at the NBA, they're testing every single day. Like, right, I mean, I don't know how you do that cost-wise in right. in the Power Five. I just right. don't. And then, and then for every M- kid who gets positive tests, you've got to now put them through these special MRIs for the myocarditis, and those are four grand a pop. I mean, there's just so many risks and unknowns about this virus that we should all be mad at the virus. Like, don't be mad at the AD. Don't be mad at the president. Don't be mad at the commissioner. Don't be mad at the doctors. Don't be mad at the doctors. Right. Like they don't they don't want to call. Nobody wants to call it a season. Right. And and then everybody who's playing, you know, the, are they going to be liable in 2025? Are we going to see a commercial that says, you know, hey, do you have are you obese? Do you have diabetes? Do you have does your heart beat too much? Do you have shortness of breath. Did you play football in 2020? You may have myocarditis. Call this number. Right. You know, I mean, so I mean, you have to think about health and safety first, which I think is what they're all doing. Liability. And then what do we do to mitigate risk and how do we do that safely? So, you know, we shall see whether all the dominoes fall. I I don't know. Yeah. Well, and that and that's the whole thing. And, you know, I think one of the puzzling things that, you know, that we've 
all talked about is, you know, how, how is it, you know, what, why is the information different in different parts of the country? And, and, you know, I, that, that's, it, it's stunning to me that, that nobody was able to pull it together and say, we all should be listening to the same people right. and, and, well, and figuring it out that way. Well, there are guidelines, right? So every conference, I mean, I'm on multiple, I'm on conference, I'm Zoom calls with conferences, I'm on Zoom calls with coaches, I'm on Zoom calls with the parents of players, I'm on Zoom calls with the medical teams, I'm on Zoom calls with task force, and and there are very universal standards, um, because I have 20 pages of Q&A for, you know, athletic directors or institution presidents that, you know, okay, well, what are you doing to clean that? Or how are we traveling this? And in the testing, you know, is, you know, there's certain things they're all following. So I agree with you that, you know, but there's CDC guidelines, right? There's even the NFL. Okay. So take the NFL today. You know, I think that they came out um, and informed all the clubs that um, they needed to um, test every single day, um, tier one and tier two personnel. And for the first two weeks of training camp, and it had to be less than 1% positive to continue. So how do you do that in college athletics without a bubble? And and they're really like even, I mean, there's no real bubble when you have students, right? They're students. They're not professional athletes. It's not like, you know, the ultimate fighting championship where Dana White like went and bought a, a island in Abu Dhabi. <laughs> no, he did. He bought an oh, island. Oh, I know. Like, I'm, it, it just me up he that was he like, what are we going to do? And he's like, and everybody thinks he's crazy. And he's like, let's buy an island. <laughs> and, you know, and it becomes fight island. Like that is a real bubble. Yeah. Like NFL players go and NBA players go home to their wives. They stay in a bubble. They understand, you know, and these are kids that, uh, like, you know, on multiple calls, we've called it the year of the house party. Yeah. Because you're not going to see the fraternity parties and sorority parties, and you're not going to have the bars open. But so it's going to be the year of the house party. And so, um, you know, it's just, it's, it's, it's just tough for, I mean, my heart just breaks for so many of these stakeholders that are getting, you know, arrows shot right. at them. Right. 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 Gary, exactly. Gary, thanks a bunch for joining us. Gary, that was some great insight right there. We do really appreciate it. It's just been a nutty time and a sure nutty time for you. And I think you're probably going to be a little busier for a while. Oh, well, the good Lord willing and the creek don't rise, as my grandma used to say. <laughs> so y'all bear down. All right. Thank you, Carrie. Thanks so and much, Carrie. Have a great weekend and keep supporting our cat. And Thank give our you. best to your husband, whoever oh, he is. Of course. I, I, I'm going to go in and give him a big kiss. He just, just. Oh, okay. I will. <laughs> well, thanks a bunch. <laughs> thanks, everybody. Thank y'all. Thanks, everybody, for listening to our show today. For Jay and Steve, we'll be back tomorrow. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll see you.